Georgia Hyatt again, one of the pastors at Redeemer Presbyterian Church. Glad you're with us for our daily Lent prayer. And it is Maundy Thursday, the prayer for Maundy Thursday. It's also April 1st, so April Fool's for all of you. Maundy Thursday is the celebration, the re- remembering of Jesus washing feet going and serving loving and uh, going and serving and loving it's the time where we think about the lord's supper and remember that as well and the washing of the feet and so our old testament new testament passages today are uh, really about the same occasion called the passover and so we'll do a little bit longer reading for each of those today but we start as we always will or always have all the way through with James 4:10 as our call to worship. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. Take a minute. Humble yourself before the Lord, knowing that he will exalt us. So our reading will be from Old Testament reading will be from Exodus 12, and um, I'll start in about verse 10, or 11. He gives directions on how to um, cut the meat and burn it, make the bread, and uh, a lamb without blemish would be used for the ceremonial meal. And he says this, In this manner you shall eat it, with your belt fastened, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand, and you shall eat in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt that night, and I will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgments. I am the Lord. The blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And no plague will befall you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. This day shall be for you a memorial day, and you shall keep it as a feast of the Lord throughout your generations, a statute forever. You shall keep it as a feast. Just spend some time thinking about both the horror and the salvation of that moment. Lord Jesus, we come to you knowing the severity of what it means to be in rebellion against you. And we thank you that your Father saw fit to have you as the Passover lamb for us. That by your blood, sprinkled over not our doorposts, but over our sin and over our hearts, that you cleanse us. And that he and his wrath, deserved anger, passes over us, and we with you. 
Now we'll look into um, the passage that Jesus takes up the supper. They actually had prepared for it. And uh, during this time, he, he commemorates the supper in um, a really wonderful and beautiful way. And before that, um, he actually does something that demonstrates his love. So this is now John 13, and Jesus is washing the feet. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of the world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. During supper, when the devil had already put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things to his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God, he rose for supper. He laid aside his outer garments and, taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? And Jesus answered him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but afterward you will understand. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, you have no share with me. And Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet, but also my hands and head as well. And Jesus said to him, The one who is bathed does not need to wash except for his feet, but is completely clean, and you are clean, but not every one of you. For he knew who was to betray him. That's why I said not, one, not all of you are clean. When he'd washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, Do you understand what I have done? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I've given you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. I am not speaking of all of you. I know whom I have chosen. This is such an amazing passage. I don't think we can have in our imaginations the gunk and goo and yuckiness of an ancient Near Eastern foot. And the indignity that Jesus takes up when he takes up his basin and water and towel, it really would be shocking to anyone to walk in there. And if everyone was talking and they're like, who's your leader? The last person who they would look at is the guy who looks like a slave. But Jesus says, this is the way. I am your Lord and your teacher. That is who I am. And I've washed your feet. And so you all do the same to one another. I think about our call to worship. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. What Jesus is doing here at the Passover meal is showing them the extent to his love, of his love, that he would love them to the end. And as we know, he would come and be the very sacrifice of God. 
he would be the very lamb of God, sacrificed for the sin of the world. Let's spend some time praying about that. Lord Jesus, your humility and then your humiliation on our behalf, your tenderness and love, your leadership that looks like a servant, your way of being is so much greater than ours, so much better. And Lord, we often don't think we would be washed. We would not um, uh, make you serve us in that kind of way or have you serve us in that kind of way. But we know if we do not receive it like that, that we don't have a party for you. I love how our uh, older, older brother Peter responds, all or nothing, well then give me it all. Lord, I pray that we would do the same, even in the uncomfortable ways in which we, um, that you come into our lives to cleanse us. And most of all, we thank you, Lord, because of the cross. Because there you do away with our sin. There and in the resurrection just a few days from now, you have victory over the grave. And we have life in you because of it. And we thank you. Let's turn to the prayer that's on the first page of morning prayer there. The one from the African hymn of the 10th century. Just think about over a thousand years of praying this together. The cross is the hope of Christians. The cross is the way of the lost. The cross is the staff of the lame. The cross is the guide of the blind. The cross is the strength of the weak. The cross is the freedom of slaves. The cross is the water of the seeds. The cross is the consolation of the bondman. The cross is the source of those who seek water. The cross is the cloth of the naked. We thank you, Father, for the cross. And now as we head through Monday, Thursday, and into Good Friday, hear this. It is true. It is from God's mouth to our ears. Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Jesus Christ throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. It's great being with you again, and we'll see you Friday. Thank you so much for spending this time with us as we learn from Jesus how to pray together. For more information about Redeemer Presbyterian Church, please visit us at RedeemerWS.org. Yeah.